On this episode of Fantasy NFL Today, we have a lot to talk about with this waiver wire this week. A lot of injuries, especially in the running back department, as we're forced to play a lot of backup running backs this week. I'm going to tell you which ones to add and which ones you can ignore. I also have two running backs to keep an eye on as the NFL trade deadline approaches. And I also have an interesting running back coming back from a suspension who is now a free agent. Lots of talent. And then I'm going to give you a running back also that you should try to trade for. A lot of moving parts going on in the running back department. We're going to want to know all this information. And it all starts now. Welcome to Fantasy NFL Today, presented by HoopBall. Today is Tuesday, October 19th. I am your host, Anthony Germain, and you can find me on Twitter at the Talking Sunday handle. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G, Talking Sunday, all one word. And what a way to wrap up week six with a phenomenal Monday Night Football game last night between the Tennessee Titans and Buffalo Bills coming down to the wire uh, the Bills getting a little a little cocky there, a little aggressive. You know, a lot of people will say they'd like to see them go for that win at the end. But hey, you got to take those three points at the end there, tie it up, and take your chances in overtime, in my opinion. But the Buffalo Bills get their second loss of the week, going down to four and two. The Titans, you know, I think the Titans are now four and two as well. So great game all around. Uh, a big shootout was not expecting the game to be that high but you know back and forth con- contest we had there it was a great game probably the best monday night football game so far of the 2021 year but yeah just an overall crazy weekend of football here in week six from start to finish i hope everyone got their fantasy w's this weekend uh, or made a little money in the betting market but i'll tell you what you certainly didn't make any money if you've been following the Lock It Up picks or even the bosses picks this week. I mean, we are just getting our teeth kicked in each and every week. And I I don't even know what to say about it anymore. Uh, the Lock It Up segment is, it's just laughable at this time. I mean, right? Like, like, I know on this show, we have talked about the ball not bouncing our way in certain games, you know, at, in the first few weeks, like one weeks one through four even. We've talked about the ball not bouncing our way a certain ways, but but this last week of football was the definition of the ball not bouncing the way at all. Like like this week six for the lock it up picks, and I'm talking about the betting market here, not fantasy football. Week six was bad. It was just bad. Like it did not bounce our way at all, and I could feel it. I can I just knew it, and I could feel it in the air. Once those afternoon games started, it was game over. And sometimes you can just feel these days coming and it happens. And no matter what happens, no matter how the game is going, you're going to lose. You are going to like for a specific example yesterday. I knew once the Cowboys went down, tied it up against New England. I knew for a fact, even though we had New England plus four, I knew for a fact that the Dallas Cowboys were going to score a touchdown in overtime and end the game. Now, when New England won the coin toss, I had a little hope, but they went three and out, I believe, punted the ball, and I said, oh, Dallas has to play conservative, just get into field goal range and let their field goal kicker, they win by three, you know what, two and three is not terrible, 
We'll take it. It's still a losing week, but two and three isn't the worst. No, C.D. Lamb wide open on a busted play, walks right in, touchdown, Cowboys win by six. Yeah, I just, I knew it was going to happen. And I knew it was all going to start happening once I got a tweet. Because we, if you remember, our other bet was the Browns minus the three against the Arizona Cardinals. But I got a tweet right before the game starts that suddenly the Cleveland Browns' two top tackles, the right tackle and the left tackle, are suddenly ruled out of the game. And you know, the night before that, I got the text, the tweet, the breaking news that starting running back Nick Chubb was ruled out of the game. That one hurt too, but at least I knew that Kareem Hunt has done this before. He's been a bell cow for the Kansas City Chiefs in the past. I felt okay with that. But once I learned that the two tackles were out, I knew that was an automatic loser. So it started there. Uh, we also had the under in that Cleveland-Arizona game at the 49 and a half. And Baker Mayfield just comes out of this one. Looks so sloppy. Turns the ball over twice almost immediately. I think he threw an interception and then a fumble. And just setting up Arizona perfectly in their position you can't win unders like that I think it was like 17 points in the first quarter something crazy like that I knew that was dead right off the bat but as the game went on it's actually interesting because the spread went over by seven points now if you remember if Baker Mayfield doesn't complete a 57 yard Hail Mary before halftime we win that bet still or we push no we win the bet because 49 and a half we win that bet it's just insane a 57-yard Hail Mary. What are the odds of that being completed? I don't know. I'm going to guess it's super, super low. But if that doesn't happen, with all the other crazy things that happen in that game, we cover that spread still. So again, I think we were on the right side of that under. But it just isn't happening right now. There is something bad in the air going on right now for us. The Broncos minus the three and a half. And I mean, apparently... The Las Vegas Raiders are a Super Bowl team without John Gruden. I mean, everything that you would think logically, all the distractions that were going on, the travel to Denver, you think it just wasn't enough time for them to prepare and to be 100% focused on this Broncos team. But, you know, that just wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. And I chatted with the boss a little bit about this pick. And he actually thinks that it was, it was the win for the new coach theory. Kind of, you know, it's let's let's win for this new coach. Let's really show we're not. This is, doesn't affect us. John Gruden doesn't affect us. We're gonna go out here and win. And then what comes next week is the inevitable crash. You know, as they play a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, who knows if that theory is actually true or not? But another really bad loss. I mean, the Raiders just went into Denver and opened up a can of whoop ass on the Broncos. It wasn't even. Like close at all. It wasn't a contest, nothing. It was just the, the day just did not go our way at all. And then again, with the Patriots, I already described, we had the plus four and the overtime. Our odds of winning that game, even in overtime, co at least covering the spread, were higher than the Cowboys having to cover the four in overtime. Um, the only th the only winner we did have on the lock it up top five picks was the Bengals minus the three, and the soul crusher theory was right. Uh, you know, you have that Detroit Lions team that has lost two games where they played their heart and soul. They lost to the Ravens on a on a record-breaking field goal by Justin Tucker, and then they lost the week before to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. The, you know, the Vikings go down the field in like 30, 20 seconds, something like that, and kick the field goal. 
crushing the uh, the Lions again. And then the Bengals just go to Detroit this week and absolutely wax that ass. So I'm happy that we got one. But again, it's just like the, the other three, again, the Browns, I knew it was dead. The second I got the tweet that the two tackles were out, I knew it was a loss. It was done. It was over. The under... The Hail Mary really screwed us. The Broncos, like, it's just it's just not going the way it should be. I know I say this all the time, and it's beating a dead horse now, and it's it's it, you can't even listen to it anymore, but it will turn around at some point. It has to. It can, it's not. This is not going to continue. And I think, I really do believe that week six was rock bottom, and we can only go up from here. So we're going to keep doing these picks, and again, if you faded them, like I said last week, if you if you think the picks are, are a joke or they haven't hit rock bottom yet, fade them. You'll be killing it. But other than that, the show still goes on with the picks. But, man, this it's just teeth kicked in, teeth kicked in, teeth kicked in. Uh, NFL midseason is not treating us nicely, and you know hopefully we can get this thing turned around. But anyway, let's get on to fantasy football since this is a fantasy football podcast. We are going to discuss this week's top waiver wire ads, week six top waiver wire ads. And let me look over the list of the most popular picks right now. I'm seeing Dearness Johnson on Cleveland, Arizona Cardinals defense. Eh, we don't really talk about defenses or kickers on this pod. Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks. Donovan Peoples-Jones wide receiver is a popular ad for uh, from the Cleveland Browns. Demetric Felton on the Browns as well, running back. So yeah, these are these are all your very obvious ones that everybody is going to be targeting today. So let's start with the obvious ones, and then I'll get to some of the stashes I've been talking about on my Twitter account. People that you should have stashed a week ago, and you wouldn't have to deal with a bidding war tonight. This is why it's important to stay ahead of this stuff, especially when you hear about injuries to the starters like in Washington with the Antonio Gibson shin uh, stress fracture in his shin that again as 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 a quarterback I would be like okay maybe he could play with a stress fra- a stress fracture jeez that's a mouthful stress fracture in his leg because he's a quarterback drop back you know he doesn't really have to move that much unless under pressure you know roll out of the pocket or whatever but for a skill position player like a wide receiver or a running back that has to cut on a dime has to sprint has to hit that hole it is getting pounded every single play I just didn't see how that shin injury was going to hold up so I recommend it to everybody that follows me on Twitter to go out and add running back Jarrett Patterson he was a rookie this year, drafted out of Buffalo. He played for the Buffalo Bills and or Buffalo Bulls. And during his three years with the Bulls, he ran for 3,884 rushing yards and 53 touchdowns. That's a lot. It's consistent over the three years. He broke 1,000 rushing yards over each of those three years and all of those touchdowns. That's a lot. The offense pretty much went through him, so he dominated the plays in college and he was, you know, he's not the fastest. He's not the most, like, athletic running back. You see, you know, I think he's been compared to a Devin Singletary in Buffalo. But he's now going to be given that opportunity to take over as the starting running back in Washington. Now, I know J.D. McKissick is in the picture. I think he got most of the carries when Antonio Gibson was out of the game this last weekend. J.D. McKissick has a specific role in that offense, and I think Ron Rivera and company are going to keep him in that specific role as that pass-catching back. If you don't believe me, 
Yahoo has a note under Jarrett Patterson that even says the same thing. It says Patterson spelled Antonio Gibson and saw short yardage work in the second half against New Orleans. Patterson would be the football team's primary early down back if Gibson were to miss time this year, making him a must stash in most 12 team league formats. So again, I recommend it to stash him last week because of the injury to Gibson, even though he was still starting. And the reason I wanted to get him last week and not tonight is because now you have to bid and blow your fab budget on this guy. So congratulations to any of you that follow my Twitter account and actually went out and added this guy. You know, kudos, bravo to you. Everyone else, you know, he's available. I'm looking at it right now on Yahoo. He's available in 99% of Yahoo of, of Yahoo League. So most people that play fantasy football are going are going to be bidding on this guy tonight. And depending on how much fab you have left, I don't know if you got Chuba Hubbard earlier, uh, the Ravens running back earlier at the time, Tyson Williams, whoever you've been bidding on or blew your, your stat, Elijah Mitchell, all those guys, you might not have an opportunity to get this guy now. But somebody else that has more fab, you know, how much are you willing to spend on somebody like Jared Patterson? And you're going to have to spend a lot because you're going to be caught in the bidding war. So it's important to stay in front of these situations so you don't have to be in this current situation. Um, I, but, you know, all that being said, I do like Jarrett Patterson. And I think if you have to bid on him, I think you should go out and get him because I, I don't think this Gibson injury is going to be a short, you know, a short lived thing. I mean, we're talking about a stress fracture. It's still a crack in your bone. It's still a broken bone. Like it takes time to heal. We're talking, he might, he, you know, he might be out for a month or so and a month or so in an offense that, you know, historically Ron Rivera is the head coach of the Washington football team, you know, going back through all his years as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, he is a run the ball offense, run the ball first and play and play tough defense. Look at who he's had in the past, D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, Christian McCaffrey, and even last year Antonio Gibson, all that rushing. It's all in the in the in the soup. It's the ingredients of a Ron Rivera team. So having somebody like Jared Patterson even if it's for a month in, in that type of offense, that type to that type of team, that is a great running back to have, and you're going to want to go out and get him. So do your best to get him. Another running back that I recommended to stash weeks ago was Khalil Herbert. Once we knew David Montgomery went down, and I know Damian Williams was in the picture, but Khalil Herbert still got a fair share. In fact, he out-touched Damian Williams by two touches the week before. Then we find out that Damian Williams is going to the COVID list. So again, you should have had Khalil Herbert before that even happened as well. But now Khalil Herbert, you know, I think he's only available in 36% of Yahoo leagues I'm seeing here. So a lot of people have this guy, obviously picked him up last week because he was the actual starter, had a great game, 19 carries for 97 rushing yards and a touchdown. He caught two passes out of the backfield for 15 on top of that. The thing with him this week, though, is, um, you know, if he is available in, in I know he's not available in most leagues, but if he is available in the 30s, if you're in one of these 36 percent of Yahoo leagues, he's still worth an ad. But the thing to keep in mind with him is that Damian Williams is probably probably going to come back from that COVID list this week. So we're not going to see the heavy workload. I think that we saw, you know, this last week against the Packers, it's probably going to be more of a split workload. But the interesting thing here is, is that Khalil Herbert actually got 18 carries and Damian Williams got 16 carries, which was the, t the two less carries. 
And that that's a lot of carries in one football game because last week, e- even with Khalil Herbert as the starter, he got 19 carries. So I think as we go forward, if Damian Williams comes back, I think we're going to see a more balanced attack where we might see Khalil Herbert only get 12 carries or Damian Williams get 13 carries, something like that. I don't think they're both going to be pushing that almost 20 carry marker. And then also Damian Williams is definitely going to be more of the pass catching back out of the backfield. So I still think Khalil Herbert is a valuable asset to your team. But as Damian Williams comes back, just look for his production to come down a bit. Another popular ad tonight that we touched on a second ago is Seahawks running back Rashad Penny coming off the IR list, and that has been the story of his career. And I know people think this guy sucks. I haven't met one person outside of myself that actually likes this guy. I really liked Rashad Penny coming out of San Diego State, out of college. I think he ranked really well on Pro Football Focus. He had an insane senior year with the uh, Aztecs. 289 carries, 2,248 yards, and 25 touchdowns with the San Diego State Aztecs. His last year in college. Just crazy. I think the year before that, he broke 1,000 yards as well. He's He was a good running back in college. The problem is he's always been hurt. He's literally been hurt Every single year as a pro, and I think he's in like his fourth or fifth season now. But the times he's actually been given the opportunity, he's actually been okay, but he just gets hurt again. I think the one game he had 13 carries, then he got hurt, and he went down, and he was out again for a long time. So this guy, if he could just stay healthy, the book is still open. We can't say he sucks. He hasn't really had an opportunity. He was was dethroned by Chris Carson, who was a seventh-round draft pick. The same year that they they drafted Rashad Penny, and you know Chris Carson just ran away with the job. I don't know, and and again Seattle is one of those teams that they do things. I've talked about this on previous podcasts. They always do things that really like irritate the fans that don't make sense. Like they'll start Alex Collins over somebody that is clearly more athletic in. DJ Dallas. Now, I don't like DJ Dallas at all, but he is way more athletic and agile than somebody like Alex Collins, who's also injury prone because he always looks for that contact. And guess what? He's banged up again. So with Rashad Penny, who's actually athletic and talented, we just haven't been able to see it yet. Coming off the IR IR list, I really think he's going to be thrusted into that starting position. But Pete Carroll, who knows? Who knows what Pete Carroll is going to do? Because, again, Seattle is one of those teams that does things that don't make sense. But, as of now, Rashad Penny is available in 91% of Yahoo leagues, so you're going to have to be in another bidding war for him. But you could probably get him for cheaper than somebody like Dearness Johnson, who people will be betting, bidding high on, or Jared Patterson, because people have this bad stigma, this bad image in their head of Rashad Penny. So he's going to probably be your cheapest option if you're bidding on all these guys tonight. Um, And I don't think he's a bad one. I really think he's going to start. But he has a pretty tough matchup this week if if he starts. He's going to be playing the New Orleans Saints who are coming off a bye. Uh, It's in Seattle, but still going against that New Orleans run defense. It's not the easiest. But the way the Seattle Seahawks play football, especially with Geno Smith in there at quarterback, they're going to run the ball a lot Shad Penny, I would put him ahead of somebody like Dearness Johnson because Dearness Johnson's matchup is terrible and he's probably going to split with Demetric Felton. And I'm not sure if I would put him ahead of Jarrett Patterson yet. We haven't gotten the full rundown of Antonio Gibson's shin injury or if he's going to be out for an extended period of time. If 
Gibson is out. Patterson is definitely my number one add tonight. And then Rashad Penny. And hopefully, you know, and hopefully Penny can stay healthy because if he does, I really, really believe that he might prove a lot of you guys wrong. I think he has the potential. I think he has the talent to be a decent running back in this league. He just needs to stay healthy and then, you know, show us what he's got. And I think he could put up Chris Carson numbers. I don't I don't see any reason why he can't do or replicate exactly what Chris Carson has done for us over the last few years. And that's another thing. We don't even know when Chris Carson's going to come back. Remember, it's a neck injury. Neck injuries aren't like anything to mess around with. So they keep saying, you know, he's on the IR. We'll see in three weeks. But, you know, necks are, no, again, nothing to really mess around with. So we'll see. Chris Carson might be out for longer than three weeks. He might be out for two months. So adding somebody like Rashad Penny, who, again, was a first-round pick not too long ago, has the talent, and if he could stay healthy, Rashad Penny has the opportunity to be a possible league winner. I mean, just think about that for a second. Just think about that. If Chris Carson doesn't come back because of his neck, Rashad Penny is now the starting running back on a team that runs the ball all the time in Seattle. It's a possible league winner. Get the injury stuff out of your head. And if he gets hurt again, you know, that's out of our control. That is out of our control. There's nothing we can do about him getting hurt. And again, fantasy football is all about potential. And who is in the prime position to succeed when given that opportunity? And right now, it's staring us in the face with Rashad Penny. And this is why, again, last week, when we got the Chris Carson injury news and everybody was going out and getting Alex Collins, I knew Rashad Penny was coming off that IR soon. And that was the guy to go get because if you look back at the reports from the beginning of this season, they've talked about Chris Carson and Rashad Penny both talked about. I know a lot of teams probably say this, but there are reports of how good the duo of running backs was supposed to be this year. They were going to split the ball more often between Chris Carson and Rashad Penny this year because Penny lost a lot of weight. He was looking quick. He was looking like how he did in college. It was all there, but of course, Penny goes down with another injury. That all gets canceled, and now we go back to Chris Carson full-time. Well, now it's reversed. Chris Carson is out, Penny is back, and now he's in the seat. He's in the driver's seat, or he should be in the driver's seat. Again, we don't know what Pete Carroll's going to do, but he's in. he should be in that seat, and you should be willing to take that chance. It is worth it, because if he does take over as the RB1, again, he has the potential to be a league winner. You now have a starting running back on your team in Week 7. And another popular ad who I think actually is going to be the most popular ad tonight is the Cleveland Browns running back Dearness Johnson or Demetric Felton, depending on who your flavor is, I guess. But it looks like Dearness Johnson, he's available in 95% of Yahoo leagues. This is obvious because Nick Chubb is now already ruled out for the game on Thursday, which again, the, the Browns have a short, they're on a short week here. They're playing the Broncos on Thursday night football. And then Kareem Hunt goes down, I think with a calf injury, he has been ruled out as well. So if we look back at what Dearness Johnson did last season, some people might remember some success. The Browns were blowing out the Cowboys and Dearness Johnson earned 13 carries in that game for 95 yards. But again, it was in a blowout because everything else, if you look at from that year, the following week, he got eight carries and only got 32 yards against the Colts. And then the week after that, he received four carries and only was able to muster one yard against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I'm not really sold on this guy. I want nothing to do with it. Again, it's a short week. I really think they're going to split the ball evenly between Johnson and Felton. So I don't think it's worth it because on top of it, you're going against a tough matchup with the Denver Broncos. I know the Broncos looked really bad last week against the Raiders. Trust me, I know because we lost the lock it up pick. 
that game had my blood spiking pretty pretty hard. So I I watched a lot of that game, uh, and I know they gave up a lot of rushing yards to Kenyon Drake. I think Josh Jacobs had an okay game, but I'm looking at Denver trying to you know get back on track here this weekend, shore up that defense a little more up front. They're still pretty good on Denver. They're led by Vic Fangio, who's always been or always had a very good stout defenses, whether it was with the Baltimore Ravens or the Chicago Bears not too long ago. He always has a great defense, and it's still pretty good against the run. So I'm not willing to start any of these guys, especially if these tackles on Cleveland are still out or still dealing with injuries. That's not good for the run game. Also, Baker Mayfield further injured. I mean, I know they said he didn't further injure it, but the way he landed was on that torn labrum. It looked pretty awkward, so I'm sure he's sore again as well. I think they are gonna, you know, try to stick to the run as as much as possible in Cleveland. But I just, I think there's better running backs like Rashad Penny, Jarrett Patterson, and Khalil Herbert if he's available to go out and target over somebody like Dearness Johnson, who you're probably only going to get for a week. Because you remember, they're playing this Thursday. Then they have that 10-day rest period before they play the Steelers the following week. And then by then, Nick Chubb should be back. Kareem Hunt, I think, is out for three weeks. But Nick Chubb should probably be back by the time they play the Steelers the following week. So, really, I wouldn't really waste my time with this guy. I think you're wasting fab money that could be spent in better places. Another stash that we talked about on this pod and on my Twitter account a while ago was running back Chris Evans on the Cincinnati Bengals. And he surprisingly is still available in 96% of Yahoo leagues. We talked about adding Evans when Joe Mixon was banged up. Um, he's played through the ankle injury, but Samaji P Ryan was missing last week on the COVID list, just like Damian Williams with the bears and Chris Evans, even with Joe Mixon solidified back in there as the, as the starter, Chris Evans was able to get 67 all-purpose yards and a score against the Lions. Um, so if he's still available, I don't know if I would spend any of my fab money on him because, again, we, we should see uh, Samaji Pirine return this week. But I still think if you're very thin at, at running back and you're having a hard time getting any of these running backs or, or if you don't win the bidding war tonight on somebody like Jared Patterson or Penny or if Khalil Herbert's gone – and if you don't win any of these bidding wars, you might be able to pick up Chris Evans off the free agent list tomorrow or even just bet, bid like $2 on him. He's worth having on your your rosters because, again, I think Joe Mixon is not really built to, ha to handle a full bell cow workload. I don't think he's a running back that will last through the season if they continue to give him 22 carries a game or more. I think he's had injury or I think he's had health issues in the past with being able to stay on the field. He's always injured. He seems like an injury-prone running back to me. And I know Samaji Pirine had an okay game two weeks ago, but I don't see Samaji Pirine as being that guy. Chris Evans will be that guy if Mixon goes down. So if you're really thin at running back and you miss out on these opportunities tonight or you haven't been stashing any of the guys we've been recommending, go ahead and add Evans and just let him sit there until Mixon goes down. Some other guys, running backs I'm talking about, some other guys to keep in mind, Tampa Bay running back Ronald Jones and Colts running back Marlon Mack. Now, these guys offer no value as of now unless if you know Leonard Fournette went down with an injury or Jonathan Taylor goes down with an injury, but the NFL trade deadline is approaching and both of these running backs have been rumored to be traded to other teams. So if again, if you miss out on any of these guys tonight, like Patterson or Penny, 
you might be able to still pick up Ronald Jones. I know a lot of owners or managers have dropped guys like Ronald Jones and Marlon Mack and are still floating around there on this free agent list. So I think if a trade is going to happen, it's going to happen probably sometime this week, maybe next week. But again, it's a lottery ticket. And this is why, again, we preach robust running back draft strategy in the beginning of the year. It is so important to get these stud running backs early and often because this is exactly what happens. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel now. You're got you're targeting guys like Chris Evans and Dearness Johnson and Rashad Penny. It's just it's just a constant grind. It's a grind to get these running backs and you're battling everybody in your league for them. You're 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 in these bidding wars nonstop for running backs and they're so important, they're so vital to your team. And if you don't think they are, my two starting running backs in my in the league I'm six and zero in humble brag right there um, are Jonathan Taylor, and then my second back is Darrell Henderson. And then I happened to pick up Khalil Herbert when I tweeted it out, and I started him at my flex position. And you could see when you have three starting bell cow backs on your team, how much of a difference that makes. I mean, I play in a standard league. This this one I'm talking about right here. Standard league, no PPR points at all. Jonathan Taylor, 27.8 points. Darrell Henderson, 22.7 points. Khalil Herbert, 17.2 points. Compared to other wide receivers out there that are on my team, Brandon Cooks, been great all year, 8.9. Julio Jones, disappointment this year, especially with the injuries, 5.9 points. People want to draft these wide receivers early. Somebody like a Justin Jefferson and, and Stephon Diggs. You need these running backs, especially you got to get the right ones. Get the bell cow guys and look at the difference it makes. I, I had the biggest blowout winner this week against my opponent. Uh, it's just these running backs are important. So at this point in the game, you know, we're looking going into week seven. You're taking lottery tickets. You're taking a Ronald Jones or a Marlon Mack and you're hoping he gets traded to a team that desperately needs a running back. I know uh, Darrell Williams, I think that's his name on Kansas City. I know he had a decent day, a pretty good fantasy day for people that have him. But maybe the Chiefs get a Ronald Jones or a Marlon Mack. Ronald Jones actually sounds exactly like a Andy Reid running back, in my opinion. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I know that you know I had Andy Reid as our head coach for years and years. Uh, I know the types of running backs he likes. And Ronald Jones is, is your classic, classic Andy Reid running back. Uh, you know, and even Marlon Mack for that matter. I can see Marlon Mack as an Andy Reid running back with the Chiefs. So if that happens with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being down with the sprained MCL still, you know, these guys suddenly become valuable down the road. So at this point in the game, we're we're taking a chance. That's what you're doing. You need It's all you can do. We don't have a crystal ball that, that tells us the future. So all we're doing is taking the chance, take the lottery ticket, cross your fingers, and hope it works out. Uh, I think that's all I have for running backs tonight. But I think that's all pretty good advice. Again, go get Jarrett Patterson or Rashad Penny. I love Rashad Penny. I'm telling you, I think he's gonna he's primed to succeed. He's he's he just has to stay healthy. He's going to succeed if he can stay healthy. But again, we can't predict that. Uh, some wide receivers I'd like tonight also Rashad Bateman on the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> he was another highly talented wide receiver coming out of college. It played for Minnesota. Has that big bodied alpha number one wide receiver that the Baltimore Ravens have been lacking. I know Devin Duvernay, they were kind of hoping uh, for for that from him, 
but he hasn't really panned out. He's not a bad receiver, but he's not, you know, that number one guy or anybody or that guy that anybody should be owning in fantasy football. Bateman is. Now, how long it will take him to get caught up to speed with the Ravens, it's probably going to take a week or two or three. He's probably going to be frustrating. He played last week. He had four catches for 29 yards. And I feel like we're going to see that for a couple weeks before he starts to really pick it up and gets it gets used to that NFL speed. Remember, he hasn't played yet. He only played one week of football in week six. So that's basically like him playing week one. And it takes probably three or four weeks for him to get acclimated. So again, if you're picking up Bateman, and you're thin at the wide receiver position, you're going to have to be a little patient with this guy. Now, he did get six targets. Not bad. But I think Hollywood Brown is still going to be the primary receiver, at least for a while. So just keep that in mind. If you get Bateman, I do like him, but just don't go into it thinking you can pick him up and start him right away and expect results. It's going to be a patient process. Donovan Peoples-Jones is another popular ad tonight. He had a huge game against the Cardinals this last weekend. Four catches for 101 yards, two touchdowns. Now keep in mind, 57 yards of that and a touchdown of that came from a Hail Mary. But the week before that, he got six targets. He caught five balls for 70 yards. As long as Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry are injured, I do think Donovan Peoples-Jones has value, especially in the condition that the Browns are in, uh, at least offensively. Their tackles are injured. Their two starting running backs are injured. Baker Mayfield is injured. The offense is kind of lackluster at this point. So if the Browns are down like they were against the Cardinals, it's exactly what you're going to keep seeing Baker Mayfield do is heave the ball up to this this guy who's like six foot eight. I think I'm exaggerating there, but he's really tall. He's taller than every receiver on that team, I think. He's just going to keep heaving the ball up to this guy. So this guy has, you know, he's on the field often enough to be valuable. I don't know if I'm starting him over most receivers that you probably have on your rosters already. It's going to depend on the matchups, I feel like, with him from week to week. And probably if your team has a lot of buys, right? I know there's a lot more teams on buys this week, so it might be a situation where you need a wide receiver like DPJ and you throw him in. But again, I know Denver got treaded by the Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders. It's still not a good matchup against these Denver Broncos. It's not. But if you want to get him, and again, as long as OBJ and Jarvis Landry miss time, he has value. So go out and get him. Also, I notice a lot of people, a lot of managed fantasy managers have been dropping Elijah Moore. He was my number one fantasy sleeper of the year. Now, so far, it hasn't panned out. But just like Penny, not as bad as Penny, hopefully, uh, he's been dealing with injuries. He was injured in training camp. He was injured the first couple of weeks of football. He got a concussion. So he hasn't really been on the field long enough to prove himself. You know, now the Jets have a bye week. He should be all healed up. And, you know, he might not do it this weekend against the New England Patriots. But as we go forward, again, kind of like with Bateman, if we're just a little more patient with Elijah Moore, he might start to break out. And I think the people that dropped him might start to regret it. So if he is floating around there on the free agent list or your waiver wire, put a dollar or two in for him tonight. Go get Elijah Moore. Let him sit on your bench. So... That's pretty much it for the... Actually, no, I have a good one for you. This is a good one. It's a little out there, but but just, you know, bear with me here. There was a report. <clears throat> there was a list put out today that Roger Goodell has lifted the suspension on, you know, X amount of players. And one of the players on that list, who now is a free agent and is eligible to sign with any team, 
is running back Darius Geis. Now, I know all his off-the-field issues, piece of shit, whatever you think of him, fine. But he was a very, 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 very talented running back coming out of LSU. Highly graded on pro football focus. Had some pretty decent games for the Washington football team when he was with them still. But again, he is somebody, again, like Penny, dealt with injuries. I think his first two years, he hasn't even came, come close to playing a full season. But, you know, he's been out of football. Hopefully he's been training. But if this guy gets picked up by a, a decent team that needs a running back, this this guy can be a real league winner. He has the the serious talent to be a force of a running back on a you know a contender, even a bad team. If they feed him the ball enough, he this is the guy. So I looked on Yahoo to see if I, you know, I can make him a target tonight on my team. Yahoo doesn't even have him in the system. They need to reboot him, which sucks because once they do reboot him, waivers will clear tonight, which means everybody becomes a free agent at midnight, you know, 12 a.m. Wednesday morning, everybody becomes a free agent. But once Yahoo, if Geis gets picked up by a team, signed by a team, Yahoo boots him, he's going to pen there as a waiver option and everybody's going to be onto it. You're not going to fool anybody. You're going to have to bid for this guy. So say the Kansas City Chiefs take a chance on Darius Geis. Oh my God. The media blows it up out of proportion. Yahoo reboots Darius Geis back into the system. He sits there for two two days on waivers. And now you're in a bidding war, which sucks. Because, you know, if you follow me, I like to get the guys before we get to the bidding war. But again, this is why I don't like Yahoo. This is why I've moved two of my leagues off of Yahoo. And now we play on the Sleeper app, which I find to be a lot better. But it's just like, how was Geis? I understand he... he you know he's not in the league right now, but he's been, he was on the suspended he's the suspension list, the exempt list. So yeah, you, you know you got to keep these guys in the system. It just because it sucks. You can't get ahead of this. How do you get ahead of it if he's not even in the system? And I'm telling you, if he goes to the Chiefs again, the media is going to be like, well, you know, he was the he was a really good running back and yada yada. And, and everybody in your league, their ears are going to go up. <laughs> oh, Darius guys. Oh, I repeat, some some people don't even remember who this guy is for crying out loud. People don't even remember Darius Geis. If I picked him up tonight, people will be like, what the what are you, what the fuck are you thinking? But I'm telling you. So if he gets signed to somebody like that, everybody's gonna be on it and you're gonna be you're gonna be caught in a very large bidding war. Probably more than I'm willing to spend. But you know, if you're on the sleeper app, go out and add him tonight. Probably get him for a dollar or two. Probably get him for free, but I don't I wouldn't risk it. Just spend the dollar or two. What the hell? So that does it for the waiver wire ad. I did want to add in one last thing, though. Um, a trade. Javante Williams. I've been trying to get this guy now off of someone in my league. Uh, it's been hard. But if you can, try to package something nice for Javante Williams. He is so good. The beautiful thing about it and why you can buy him on the low right now is because he hasn't been producing. And if there's and I feel like there's a lot of owners out there that <clears throat> are waiting for him to produce. And now that we've gone through six weeks of football and he's really just hitting that, like, especially in the standard league, he's hitting like six points, 12 points, 11 points. You know, it's not really like an elite level. And I think you might be able to catch some owners that are getting frustrated. And if you can do that, trade it trade and try to get Javante Williams because I think just like with Jonathan Taylor and we talked about this on the Broncos episode over the summer we talked about how Melvin Gordon is going to be a thorn in the side in the side of Javante Williams 
But the longer the season goes on and the more opportunity that Javante Williams gets because he was so talented in college, he'll start to prove that he should be the starting running back and he'll start to prove that he should get more carries. And we're starting to see that now. I think we're getting dangerously close to him exploding. And like Jonathan Taylor last year had that slow start because of Marlon Mack. And at the end of the season, really exploded down the stretch and was a true league winner for most teams. So I'm seeing the same exact thing here for Javante Williams. Real slow start with Melvin Gordon there, but we're starting to see him breaking tackles, making big plays, carrying defenders for 20 yards on his back. Like this guy is a monster. Do anything you can try to throw in a, I tried to throw in Julio Jones as he was coming back off the injury, you know, try to sell it like that package him with somebody else in there. I'm, again, I'm having a hard time doing it, but I think it's worth it. I think if you have a running back or any player that you think might be expiring soon, or you might, you've been playing with fire with this guy for a little too long and he's been hot and decent, throw him in, throw him in and go get Javante Williams because this guy, again, he has the potential to be a true league winner, just like Jonathan Taylor was last year. So with that, that's everything I have for tonight's waiver wire or week six ads. Again, I like Khalil Herbert if he's still available. Jarrett Patterson and Rashad Penny are my two favorite running backs to go out and get. I wouldn't waste my time with Dearness Johnson, but if you're really strapped thin at the position, whether your running backs are on a bye or you're just beaten down, you lost Christian McCaffrey, you lost whoever, the injuries keep piling up. I know, I get it. I just wouldn't blow my whole fab budget on Dearness Johnson. You're only going to get him probably for this week. But again, I know, I understand, I get it. The injuries are piling up. If you have to, go get them. Just just watch the budget. I still like Chris Evans. I think it's somebody you can get for the cheap if anything were to happen mixing. I like Ronald Jones and Marlon Mack as st- potential stashes for trades to other teams. Bateman, I like Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver on Baltimore. Just be patient. Donovan Peoples-Jones has some value. And Elijah Moore is still a sleeper. I still think give him another week or two. I think we're going to start to see Elijah Moore pick it up. Keep an eye out on Darius Geis coming off the suspended list. Now a free agent for most teams, has tons of talent, was highly graded out of LSU, and try to trade for Javante Williams if you can. All right, well, that's all we have for today. We will see you for the kickoff of week seven between the Broncos and Browns on Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about start sit for that game, maybe a little bit in the better market. We're always going to have our big Friday show. We're going to have the start sits of the weekend, which we actually did pretty well this last week here in week six. Uh, the disastrous lock it up segment where we've hit complete rock bottom, just laying on the floor in a puddle of rain I, I'm with glass bottles and needles all over the place. It's just that it's that bad. I mean, somebody needs to pick us up, send us the rehab and get us back on track here. Comical. It's just comical at this point. It's that bad. I, I, but you know what? I have been here before. I'm not going to lie. It's I've been, it's been this bad before. And it's, and I, I'm telling you the times when you turn it off and if I just make my picks on the side and don't actually bet this weekend, they're all going to win. I know that for a fact, you got to stay with it. It's a long season, but it's rock bottom. We have officially hit rock bottom. That is a fact. We'll have the boss on again, who also had a rock bottom moment. I think we, I think his four picks also went zero and four disaster. We know, we know we're fixing it. We're trying to fix it again, fade it or just leave. So, all right, we'll see you on Thursday guys.